Kraken Fancast, the podcast for Seattle Kraken fans by Seattle Kraken fans. Release the Kraken. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kraken Fancast. I'm your host, Chris Porter. I'll be joined momentarily by my colleague, Nathan Gunderson, and a rare appearance of our very own producer, Jay Middleton. He's filling in for Jim Cockrell today. And we'll be getting together for some Seattle Kraken hockey talk, as always. Uh, we'll be going over and analyzing some recent game results since our previous episode. And also uh, check on some team news, uh, if we've got it, some stats and big picture uh, things here as we are uh, in January. Uh, you know, a few more weeks left of uh, the regular season, of course. Kraken are looking good, but uh, there's a lot more hockey left. So uh, we're going to see where they are at at this point. Uh, plus tonight, plus on top of all that, we've got a contest opportunity. So stay tuned for that. Jay is going to tell us more about that later in our show. Good opportunity for all of you uh, to uh, win some swag, some cool prize, actually a very unique one. And we'll tell you more in a little bit. Uh, for those of you new to our program, Kraken Fancast focuses on all subject matter about the National Hockey League, Seattle Kraken. We share news about the team, analyze their play, and go over various team-related news. We'll also at times present interviews with people directly involved with the team as well as those in the fan community. Plus, when we can, we aim to go into some different subject matter you might not hear on other Kraken-related podcasts. Big thanks uh, to our main sponsor, as always, the Angry Beaver, Seattle's number one hockey-themed bar, located in the Greenwood neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, if you're not going to the Kraken game, catch the game at the Angry Beaver. All right, well, first off, we want to uh, wish you all a belated Happy New Year. Yeah, we're a little late on that, but uh, we our previous episode was almost three weeks ago, which is longer Longer lag time than we usually have, uh, but some of us have been away for the holidays or and or had vacations, so it's uh, taken us away from some recording time, but we are back and so very excited about some of the great play we've seen from our team in recent weeks, which we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, since our last episode, we've seen our boys in quite a successful role of games going eight and two in that span, which included uh, an incredible seven-game road win streak seven games wow all on the road see them in a win streak but you figure there's some home games there this is all on the road against some very tough teams too uh until the january 16th home game against tampa bay they literally were undefeated for the first two weeks of this new year it all started after uh it was all started rather with a uh, nice home win against the new york islanders on new year's day by the score of four to one uh, then the Kraken embarked on a long seven-game road trip, one for me that really didn't instill much confidence uh, for the team since they ended 2022 with a three-game losing streak. And they were going to face some really tough competition, particularly two very dominant teams, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins. So, uh, and then even some of their uh, division rivals are quite tough too, um, as we've seen uh, for a couple of other games this year, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, they started off with, and they won that one uh, pretty handily by a score of five to two, which included a late empty net goal. Uh, that one felt particularly good uh, for a lot of us because the Oilers embarrassed the Kraken in their previous game in Seattle in a uh, seven to two Kraken loss. So uh, Kraken get a little revenge on that one. 
could the Seattle Kraken take that momentum across Canada all the way over to Ontario to Toronto and uh, come up with a win there? Sure they can. And they sure did in a very dominant way, defeating the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-1. to one. Vince Dunn, who's been on a roll lately, on a tear, uh, he and Jared McCann uh, were being were uh, two of the stars of that game with goals and assists. And new Kraken, Ely Tolvanen. Man, he's been a nice addition. He continued to be and show what a nice pickup he was uh, or is uh, for the team uh, on that game. He netted a, a goal in that one, too. And Martin Jones played a fine game, stopping 26 shots in that one. So that was sure nice to see. A couple of days later, the Kraken had an absolute goal fest. More offense going crazy, and this time in Ottawa against the Senators, defeating them by the score of 8-4. to four. Jordan Eberle and Andre Burakovsky each having a goal and two assists in that game. Then, you know, uh, and, you know, throughout the season for any team and arguably particularly for the crack and uh, shutouts don't come easy, but they sure came through in a, an exceptional one against the Montreal Canadiens next there on this, on that uh, road trip, uh, defeating Montreal four to zero Martin Jones with the shutout in goal. Dunn, Gord, and Beniers, the stars of that game. And again, Ely Tovanen got another goal with the Kraken in that one, too. So that was super nice to see. Now, with four consecutive wins at that point, there was some thinking around here anyway that uh, they could have a lent down against an improved Buffalo Sabres team. Not a great team, but they definitely improved. They're going in the right direction. And uh, it's a long stint to expect, uh, you know, a long road trip, long trip, uh, all the way out to cold Buffalo. What's going to happen in that one? Well, it was indeed a tougher contest, but thanks to an early third period goal by Justin Schultz, Kraken were able to win that one four to three. Two days later, came a game perhaps, arguably, the, it was, but, you know, uh, I think, I know Jim thought this and, and many others, uh, you know, uh, posting uh, notes uh, online, Perhaps that was the most impressive win in the Seattle Kraken's short history. His team went into Boston to play arguably the currently most dominating team in the NHL, the Boston Bruins, and they beat them. Not only did they beat them, they shut them out. Another shutout from Martin Jones, three to nothing. Um, Jones played brilliantly with 27 saves. Tolvanen, again, and Schwartz uh, with goals in that one. That was an incredible game. Um, so uh, boys are on quite a roll. And then they're going to roll into Chicago, uh, which is a very struggling team. The Blackhawks uh, are they're among the NHL's worst currently. And uh, there's another goal fest in this one. They, the, uh, the Blackhawks, granted, they got on the board five times, which would usually result in a win, and we'd be uh, angry at the Kraken for letting up so many goals. But not quite as much when the Kraken had yet another eight-goal game in this road trip, uh, which also included, included a beautiful hat trick by our own Jared McCann. So Seattle was the first team in league history not Kraken's history, in the league's history, to sweep a seven-game trip. And it was largely done uh, with offense. Uh, the Kraken scoring a staggering 37 goals in the seven games. And the 3 to nothing win in Boston was the only time Seattle scored fewer than four goals in the whole trip. What? Team, you know, we, we've seen some streaks. 
on the highs, on the lows. Man, that was a high though, and all on the road. Um, you know, it, it, it was it was incredible to see. Now, of course, you can't win them all, and the team got back home to Seattle, and there had to be a letdown somewhere along the line, and it was against the Tampa Bay Lightning for a, a Martin Luther King Day day game. Uh, lost that one four to the zip. Excuse me, it's not four to zip, four to one. The next night, the uh, Kraken went up to Edmonton and played the Oilers and uh, lost that one five to two. Not a pretty game on that one either. Um, but um, Kraken have had uh, have a long five game homestand to finish off the month coming up. Guys, you know, it seems like this team likes to play on the road better than home. You look, you're looking at the record, one would think that they are 16, five and two as of the recording on the road. Uh, meanwhile, they're 10, nine and two at home. Uh, Nathan, jump in thoughts on some of those games you got to see i was i was traveling a bit so i only got to see bits and pieces of some of those games i know you watched them all what really stood out to you man what the heck you know uh we i was thinking if we could get in and maybe do you know 50 percent wins on the road that'd be great but you know that's fine we'll take them all we scored a lot of goals like you mentioned before but the two games that stood out for me going into boston I know this might sting for some of you, but the three and O win, that was great. You know, Tanev, Tolman and Schwartz, they got it done. Another donut, back to back donuts for Jones. Uh, that's very impressive. Um, that game, you know, 31, 27 in shots, not bad. Uh, Boston did dominate the face offs at 73 and a half percent. Uh, which kind of stinks. If we can polish that up a little bit, I think that that might help us just a little bit more. Yeah, that's still a nagging the problem. L- luckily, they they can kind of they overcome a lot of these games. I mean, obviously, it, it depends on what you know how the final scoreboard is, but they're still struggling on those faceoffs. Yeah, I mean, the takeaways and the giveaways have improved for us. Um, you know, cracking headless giveaways and more takeaways in that game. That really helps. Um, but uh, that was a great game, 3-0 and win. The Chicago game, that one was insane. That first period, in all of my years of watching hockey, I can't remember the last time a team was so fluid and so aggressive. And they scored those six goals with, I think there were still six or seven minutes left in the first period when they had scored those. Um, Sprung. Maddie McCann with his hat trick. Burakovsky got two. Uh, Tolvanen. Chicago did almost double our hits at 17 to 26, which they had seen what we had been doing, and they came prepared, but not prepared enough, obviously, to put up as many goals. Chicago was two for two on their power play, and we were zero for two. That's something also that's been really uh, a kind of a thorn in our side is getting that polished up. But, you know, Martin Jones wasn't the prettiest, but the offense helped in every way possible. They did a fantastic job when they came home and they had that loss. You know, these last couple of games that they had, you've got this team that had everything going for them, but they were on the road and they battled and they battled. And then they come home, they're tired. You know, they put everything that they had out on the road. And then they, they, you know, they lose that one. And then they have to turn around, get right back on an airplane, fly to Edmonton, kind of, you know, 
with their heads hanging a little bit low because they just lost. Whatever. It's one loss. And then it happens again. So we're going to see what happens, you know, within the next couple of games. They can get back into the, the win column and move forward. Good stuff. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, you mentioned Sprong. Uh, I remember um, Jim sent us when we were just chatting earlier uh, online. Uh, what was it? The reliable performance goals per 60 minutes this season entering tonight. Um, you got guys like Tage Thompson, Connor McDavid, uh, Daniel Postenark. Um, so goals per 60 minutes. So, t- you know, Connor McDavid, 2.22. Daniel Sprong, 2.16. That's like third in the whole league. Tage Thompson had the best, was 2.43. Yeah, I mean, that's better than Pasternak, Jason Robertson, and a bunch of other great players. Sprong, again, it, we're talking about bang for your buck. Uh, so that's one one stat that I was, you know, had kind of jaw dropped. I mean, you know, Sprong's been doing fine, but wow, you know. On a PTO contract. A PTO contract. <laughs> How about that? That's right. There you go. You know, I know we're spending a lot on some other guys like Grubauer and everything, but maybe it's all a wash when you can get, you know, deals like that. Totally. Sometimes the best players that you get are the bargain players that are here to show like they want to earn their spot. They want to earn that contract. They want to earn that big money. So they're going to put in that effort to show them like, Hey, I want to be around here. You know, that's, I think that's what Sprong's doing. I think he likes being here. Yeah, it seems to. Yeah, absolutely. He was, he was a nice, nice fit. Um, you know, we got him late last, last season. Yeah. So Jay, what did you think on some of these games? And, you know, I know you've compiled some stats and stuff to share with us too. Yeah, I was really impressed, especially with that Boston Bruins game. Like that, I, I said on my mind, that was the best win in crack in franchise history, just in general. I remember being at the Edmonton game. I think it was the first time Edmonton came to Seattle um, and going there with my dad to see that game. And that was one of the best games I ever saw last year. But honestly, from watching on TV um, and just following it on the radio, that was the most entertaining thing I've ever listened to uh, from a sports standpoint. I've listened to a lot of different Seahawks games. I've listened to a lot of different Mariners games. Uh, but I think that this Kraken game against Boston, the shutout win was one of the most entertaining things I've ever heard on radio. And uh, honestly, Everett and Dave, they put on a hell of a show. They put on a hell of a call. And you know, kudos to them because they do a really good job on there. That was honestly, that was a highlight for me because like the thing was, it's like going into Chicago, I was kind of worried that this was going to be a trap game. Uh, how many times have you seen us go into certain situations where we're playing a team that's super weak uh, that we know are weak, but then all of a sudden we just see them playing at like their level, you know, and it becomes yeah, a that trap. happened in an Arizona game last year. I remember yeah, Arizona. I think it already game. happened. I did. I think we played Chicago already this year and the same thing happened. So if I'm not mistaken, it's one of those things I was kind of worried about, but then all of a sudden I kind of, I just forgot the game was on for a moment. And then I turned it on and I'm like six to one. It's the first period. Like what's going on here. And it's really cool to see, but here, here's something to think about guys. I mean, like we know that we just lost the last two in the last 10, they're eight and two in the last 10, they played nine games in the last 14 days. They're okay right now. They got five more games at home. And then they get an all-star break, which that announcement happened during this, I think, three-week span that we were off, right? That yes. we yes, have. That's exciting, yeah. Maddie Veneers is going to be 
the all-star, it was the chosen all-star for the Seattle Kraken. And uh, it's crazy because, I mean, he deserves it. Look at, look at this for a second here. He's leading in points and in goals in all the rookies in the NHL with 36 points. He's leading the goals with 17. He's second with assists. So he's almost leading in all three categories that I found on NHL.com today. And he's just having a hell of a career right now, just right off the get-go. I mean, he had a little bit of a, a quiet stint, I guess we'd say not mu as much was happening, but then boom. Uh, yeah. uh, he is by far the front runner for the Calder Trophy. For those who don't know what that is, that's the Rookie of the Year trophy, essentially. And um, man, yeah, he's got to be a lock for that. Something wrong if he doesn't get that, you know, with all due respect. Totally. To uh, yeah, Maddie's and, and he's so young and he's getting better. I think, I think a lot of us were expecting him to have a little bit of that growing pain at the beginning of the season because he came in last year just for the last 10 games, which didn't really make him count for his rookie year. Correct. Um, and he did phenomenal in those 10 games, it made the future look bright. And honestly, like just because the beginning of the season's kind of a weird spot in general, when you look at it, because you're just waiting to see how everything's going to click. You don't know if things are going to be better. You don't know if things are going to be worse. Um, but then they find their groove and they've been, they've been tearing it up. So probably since what November, they've been just killing it since November. Um, it's been fun to watch. And you know, it's been really fun to watch. Martin Jones. Yes. Martin Jones has been a lot of fun to watch. By summary of stats, he's number three in the NHL right now. Okay. He's leading with 21, or he's not leading the league with wins, but he's 21 wins, five losses, three overtime losses. His goal is his save average is not the highest in what's in the league right now. 895. Yeah, because he um, had those even some games he won, he let in a lot yeah. of goals or had one really yeah. game and that can catch exactly because he's average, like you know, the average games that you know we're winning, but he's giving up like almost four goals, you know, in certain games. Like the Ottawa game was, I think, one of them, and then like the Chicago game, I think, was another one where we had like we lost or we won that one like eight to five. Five, was five it? yeah, there were five games. There were four five goals as mentioned on that yeah. Chicago game. Yeah. So I mean but, this time a little lapses. Lots of times it's defensive lapses, not on Martin, but it, it that's the stats of the stats. Thousand seven hundred and fifty-nine minutes. You know, he's doing he's doing more minutes than a lot of the guys that are in the Pacific Division. That or except for well, there's only one guy that's ahead of him right now and doing more minutes, but that's because they've done more games. And I think it's Vegas. So I'm looking at like so Vegas is number one. Let's look at comparisons right now with the two. Like basically, I took the comparisons of the two goalies from each team. So Philip Grubauer has been playing a lot. He's been injured most of the season. That's why Jones brought in, and Jones has been killing it. Philip Grubauer has got four wins, eight losses, one overtime loss at point triple eight. Okay. It, but he's only got 765 minutes for so far this season. Here's what we got here. Aiden Hill from the Vegas Golden Knights got 10 wins, three losses, one overtime loss, 873 minutes. He's not doing much more than Philip Grubauer, but he's got a nine point or a point nine oh nine percentage right now. Logan Thompson, 18 wins, 
12 losses, one overtime loss, 1,830 minutes. He's putting in more work on that team. Then you got Los Angeles. I don't know why they put the less minutes of players first over there because it seems like the starters are looking at NHL.com. Putting in there. NHL.com, yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I looked at NHL.com first, and then I went to Stat News after that. Uh, Jonathan Quick, who's got more minutes um, than Phoenix Copley, um, eight wins, 10 losses, four overtime losses, but he's got 1,384 minutes. And his save percentage is 0.883. Uh, Phoenix Copley's got 12 wins, two losses, zero overtime losses, uh, 858 minutes. 0.904. That's the comparison we're seeing, but overall, Martin's got more wins. Martin's doing a lot of good work, but here's the other thing that's been helping him out in the process. Defense is clicking when he's winning. Yeah, Defense, there's that chemistry the going on. It's like, it's one of those things that, you know, it's kind of sense that the, the team feels a little better in there you know what, what maybe they don't even notice it i don't know but that just it does feel like there's some chemistry there's some like a little more confidence i i don't know the guys maybe play a little more fluid when jones is in there because you just feel you know even if he has a bad game you know you just feel like a, a little more sense of security with him but i can't i can't help but wonder about that you know nathan and i were kind of talking about this a little earlier today just from ban- just bannering on the phone it just kind of reminds me like for guys who don't know because i've only popped in a couple of times i grew up kind of a sharks fan I didn't really get into hockey until my early 20s Shark- sharks were the ones i was really into uh just because they were closer to us i w- didn't really dig the canucks at the time um but i knew of martin jones right wasn't really a big martin jones fan during that time um, and then when he gets signed up here, I was worried about the same concern as being a Seahawks fan and you being told, Hey man, your new quarterback is Geno Smith. Like before <laughs> yeah. you really have him start. And then you're like, kind of seeing like the seasoning that he had to go through the turmoil that he had to go through the knowledge he had to build over that time is really paying off in what he's doing right now. Yeah, Jones is think, he's he's revived his career. I mean, he was yeah. really coming in as a backup to fill in for Drieger. And the minute Drieger comes back, it's thought, you know, we've talked about this with you know, Jim, me, Jim, and Nathan about you know, the, the team's seemingly in a pickle right now because obviously Jones is your starter. Yeah, and Brubauer is signed to this big contract and you know, he's been an okay backup uh, for Jones. You know, he's had his moments. He he looks generally better than he did last year. We'll give him that. Uh, and But then when Drieger comes back, who's, who's the odd man out, you know? And yeah. uh, maybe Drieger. I, I don't know. But uh, it, it's it's there. It's going to have to see. But Jones, yeah, you can't break up a winning combination right now. He's going he's gonna to remain with the team. Although I don't think that was the original intent. That's yeah, that's the weird thing about it because like Nathan sent me a screenshot of Philip Grubauer's contract, and I'm like, well, there's not really a good way to see an out for this because it's really locked in for like two more years. Like it's four years locked, and then like there is like you can find an out, you know, once it hits that fifth year, but it doesn't seem like I'm I'm actually pulling up Chris Drieger's uh 
uh, contract right now just to see like I think that'd probably be the easiest one if they had to do like some sort of choice but like so his contract's a three-year ten million dollar deal he's on a second year seems like it'd be an easier out for it which makes sense because if you cut him I think you're going to get more value there's no way you can trade him because he hasn't been playing he's got no value it doesn't make any sense to me um, I like Chris Streeter. I think he did a really good job when he was in last year. But the fact of the matter is he's got no tape this year to prove if he's got any value to bring like any trade value for this team. But that contract is pretty low enough that we could cut it, not have too much dead cap in the way. And honestly, we're doing, I think we're okay cap wise that it wouldn't really affect us too much, but you still got Joey down in AHL who, you know, is there, but Jones is definitely the starting goaltender for this team. He's earned that spot. He's earned that spot. And I think Philip is not in the ego way of saying like, this is my, my house. Um, I think he's from what it looks like, you know, from when we see those behind the scenes videos after the games where they win and they're showing the hat or whatever it is, it seems like he's about the team, you know. What I mean, like he's yeah. he's a, every everybody's there as a team player. I mean, we catch we'd catch a break, I suppose. I mean, I don't know all the the details on it, but if Grubauer, because Grubauer, a lot of people don't realize he's been in the league a long time, for and, sure. And he's he's up there. Uh, I mean, he doesn't seem like a guy who wants to retire, but if he if he said, <laughs> then we get a we get a break there. I mean, I think to Cord. Uh, and I like Joey, his personality, and I like him a lot and all. And he's t- he, he seems to be one of those guys, though, that really excels in the AHL. He does great. He's doing quite – I don't have the pull. I can pull him up in a second, you know, what I, what he's doing with Coachella. But, I mean, he's, he's been doing quite well. But, you know, coming up to the AHL is another bag, and he doesn't uh, – granted, you know, he's had limited opportunities, but it's um, – it's tough to see him in a Kraken uniform other than when somebody's hurt or something. I think it's realistic. And especially because we have these three other guys. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. He's called, he's, he's particularly the odd man out. He's, he's got a good AHL career, but up in the NHL, I don't know what I, I, I don't have a ton of confidence for that for at least in, so, the, in, the, in the near term. I don't. So Joey's stats right now, this season, AHL, he's got 15 wins, four losses, one overtime loss in a, they have, they have shootout loss or is that shootout right yeah. there is so okay yeah. three he's yeah. got a save his save average percent i mean it's 0.910 so mm-hmm. he's he's not doing terrible he's doing pretty good job oh, he's down doing, there he's doing fine yeah he's doing fine yeah. there. that's a competitive team and yeah. uh yeah he's you know he's 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 you know he another guy christopher gibson's in there but uh with him but yeah i mean uh they presented 0.910. Yeah. Um, you know, he's Joey's fine on that level, but, uh, anyway, but that's, that's, that's something kind of maybe waiter later on down the line, but, uh, yeah, Martin, I agree with you. He's, you know, he's really revived his career or something in his beginning. Cause he was sort of, you know, when he, he left San Jose and he ended up in Philly and it wasn't, wasn't too good. You know, when I said, <laughs> when they signed him, I was like, "Oh gosh, he's still he's still playing, huh?" All right. Yeah. And uh, 
<laughs> love nice surprises. You know, you can make the Geno Smith, uh, you know, I mean, Geno at least was yeah, back up for a while and in the system. I mean, Martin is coming in brand new cold and, the you know, a very new team. So, uh, but the offense has been helping him out too. That's the other oh, thing as well. It's like, we're shooting so much. Here's, here's, here's a stat for you here. We outshot over twice as many goals on that road trip than our opponents did. We shot 37 goals. Opponents only shot 15 on that entire road trip. So we have some hot sticks. We got some hot shooters right now. Jared McCann is one of the top. I think he is the top shooting percentage, I think, in the league right now. I got that set. Yeah, he has the highest shooting percentage in the league with 27.8%. Kraken, they have the best shooting percentage in the entire league. The whole team does. Um, as of oh, right yeah, now. They're, yeah, 12.3. 12, 12. Yeah. 12.3. Um, and they're 1% above uh, whoever's in second right now. I think it was Buffalo last time I checked. Yeah, not not uh, quite a whole point, but yeah, they're yeah they're 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 a whole point ahead of uh, you know a point and point one. So it must have it must have changed. It must have changed when I looked at it earlier today. So this this is before the game tonight, and they okay. were actually they were at twelve point five, and I think yeah, I'm on Buffalo was that out. now. Is it? Yeah, I went yeah, down yeah. a little bit because of tonight because of the yeah. uh, the Edmonton game, but twelve point three still. But num- number one, it's still quite good. Bit, quite a bit higher than some teams that are um, even have better records than them. I mean, I, like Vegas, totally point nine. So I mean, yeah, it's and, and it's, we got it's some, really clicking. We got a lot of players who are just playing like just with fire right now. Vince Dunn, like you said earlier, he is having the time of his life. He's having a career year. Uh, in the last five games, he's got two goals, four assists, and a shooting percentage of 18.2%. And for the season, he's got eight goals and 24 assists. He's clicking with the rest of the that's guys. A, that's a defenseman, folks. That's yeah, a, so. exactly. Well, that, that you know, that comes to the thought of, well, when you've got games where you've got 14 players with a point, yeah, one way or another, I mean – everybody's seeing it well, doing it well, not being selfish, taking their shots. It's good to see. Uh, going back just real quick with uh, Jones, something that I was thinking about as you guys were talking, and I'm on board with everything you were saying, Jay and Chris, um, and kind of wondering how it, it might play out uh, in the off season and beginning the next season. I, I think that um, Drager probably would be the odd man out as far as Jones, he's not getting any younger. I, I'm wondering how they'll approach that. Will it be, you know, hey, you were solid. We need you. How about another two years right off the bat? Or are we just going to say, hey, Martin, let's take this season by season and go from there? You know, what are your well, thoughts on that? I think they got to be smart because of money. And that's just the general because they put all that money into Phil and that's that's the biggest problem right there you know you when you send me a screenshot of that contract i was like holy shit that's a lot of money that they just put into him and like chris said he's he's a lot older than we think and so but, but i will say though it's but jones has two years old. jones is 33 grubauer is 31 I mean, okay so, so okay. that's so, that's interesting but you know who's playing better i mean you know i mean we saw you know so, some other guys you know uh you know I'm trying to think of uh, Mike Smith, who bounced around. He played for Arizona. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, there are some, 
there have been some older goalies that still excelled, but it's not it's not typical. Uh, and and I, I don't think it's you know they're not going to turn around and give Jones a big long contract. I, I no. it could be very much that you know he's not with them past this year. Who knows? I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's you know half dozen scenarios. Here. Did he sign a one year deal with us? I believe so. Okay, I could see him probably signing a, another one year deal, and then they figure out what they're going to do with Drieger. They they keep Philip Grubauer, of course, because that his agent deserves like a lot of praise more than anything Philip's done for the team so far. But yeah, I just um, confirmed it. Martin Jones, but two two million dollar one year deal. Okay, maybe double that for next year, just for a one one year deal for him. <laughs> And um, let's rearrange some players there because, you know, one of the things that we were talking about with like the Shane Wright thing earlier this week or earlier this year was like, you know, how, how much talent we have in the tank, you know what I mean? And so you got a lot of talent right there in goal. Um, Another thing that Jim said, you know, earlier this year, I think I remember him talking about it was that, or even last year, Philip Grubauer's got kind of a track record of not starting so well with new teams right off the get-go, and then he works himself into a good spot. Maybe he's going to get to his groove. You know what I mean? He's going to get that spot where maybe they're equally sharing the amount of games between Jones. Well, it started to look like that was going to be the way for a while up in in December, because you're right earlier, you're saying since November they've been great. Yeah, November, very dominant. December was a roller coaster. That was up and down, yeah, and up and down, and there were some bad Grubauer games in that. And so then all of a sudden you see Jones and you know three games in a row at one stint and all. So uh, I think it could be that injury is still nagging him. Uh, you know the whole minutes thing earlier. Yeah, good stat, but you know he he was out for a bit. And these guys, you find out with so many hockey players at the end of the year. Oh, they need an operation. They need to have so so much. Yeah. Like they're so dinged up, and people have no idea. So I, it makes me wonder sometimes. And and also, goalie is such a oh, I don't know, cerebral position. You know, there's so much you know in the mind, obviously physical, but they, you have to have so much smarts and 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 it's 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 such a, another thought process uh you know just being so different than the rest of the positions on a hockey team that um we're we're in a good position though where we're at with our team that's yeah, the sure, cool sure, thing I right agree. now yeah. we are yeah. um Overall, i yeah. heard mike rupp i heard mike rupp talk about if you are in wild card contention or better going into thanksgiving your odds of getting into the playoffs are 75% greater than if you weren't. And so we've been in wildcard contention for how long now, you know, even before Thanksgiving, we're, we're going to possibly, we have a really good shot of seeing the first ever crack and playoff game this year. I think we're in a really good spot. Sure. Well, Hey, this is a good, this is a good uh, segue here. Cause uh, we have uh, messages <laughs> from the deep. Our emails from the deep. Email us here, folks. Uh, we get some messages occasionally on our email info at seattlecrackandfancast.com. We're also sometimes on posts on our Facebook or Twitter or Instagram pages. And we've got one just per what your uh, point was there, Jay. 
Joseph from Seattle asks, considering this year's team is doing way better than last year's at this point, where do you guys think the team will finish in the standings in their division? And are they a lock for a playoff spot? So to your point, Jay, you know, you can look at those stats and all one could argue, hey, yeah, I mean, nobody, is anybody a lock other than maybe, you know, the Bruins and Maple Leafs, but in Vegas perhaps, but they're in a fantastic position for that, even if they had a quite a slide. We saw Anaheim dominating for the first half of the year last year, and they slid so far down they didn't even make the playoffs. And now they're really horrible. I don't foresee that with Seattle at all. But are they a lock at this point? Um, I'm, I'm always hesitant to say anything's a lock at this point. We're, you know, we're about to you know hit the all-star break and all. But, uh, yeah, I'd be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs at this point. I, I wouldn't have, you know, I did not want to say anything when people were saying that in November. Like, it's November, folks. It's way too early in the season. We're getting toward yeah. late January now, and they just had a seven-game win streak on the road. Okay, this is changing my mind a few more notches of in confidence. So, yes. Will they? Now, they've been fighting for second place with L.A. right now, second place in the Pacific Division. So, to, to the, the point here, where are they going to finish in the – in the in the division boy and that's tough a lot of these teams and uh, edmonton and and calgary still make me a little nervous especially with edmonton now they've they, you know they've beaten the crack in two, two of the three times they've seen them so far this year so i can't i gotta say that uh i i'm feeling some confidence in them being at least third or fourth I, I they may end up dropping off a little bit and seeing what again how Jones does and if these guys keep the offense going like it is then sure hey I could see them getting second place I don't see them being in first but I'm gonna I'll I'll go on a limb and say they'll 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 stay at third place wouldn't shock me though at fourth place and getting a wild card but I don't see them going lower than fourth that's my take that's my prediction as of late January. How about you guys? I, I agree. I think third is kind of the sweet spot. I was looking at more towards the end of the season. We've got a couple of games still against Vegas. Uh, one, maybe two, I'd have to look again against the Kings, but those Vegas games are going to be crucial. If we, if we can keep on pushing like we have been, and kind of hope that maybe Vegas can have a little bit of a skid. Those games that we have with them towards the end of the season or at the end of the season really are crucial. And I think it's going to almost be like a, a Mariners situation, you know, the, the last couple of years where, you know, they would play Oakland, you know, and hope that they would, if they would win that game, they would go to a wild card and, you know, ninth inning, they blow it. But uh if they can beat Vegas uh, and gain a couple of points on them, it could flip-flop. It could put the Kings first, us second, Vegas third. It's, it's yeah, I mean, still a little bit early. Teams as of after, you know, as of uh, you know, January eighteenth, uh, two points separate them. I mean, Vegas fifty-eight, Seattle and LA both are fifty-six. Uh, then you get a little drop down with Edmonton at 53 and then a little drop down to Calgary at 51. And then there's a real big drop down to everybody else. So uh, certainly can't be less than fifth 
at this point, I think, for Seattle, unless there's an incredible meltdown. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. They, it's 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 all about consistency. Can they be consistent like November and January, or is it going yeah. a consistent thing as December? And this is a long this is a long marathon. This is a long slog, and also, who's healthy and how healthy are they all? That that's it. But if we're looking at January, you know, the confidence is going back up again after that road win, that road uh, trip win streak. Yeah, wow, that that was pretty mind blowing. So. Here's my thoughts. I have concerns about, you know, certain players being able to maintain for the rest of the year. You know, um, this is really like the first full season for Maddie in the NHL. Let's see how he wears, you know, deals with the wear and tear throughout an entire NHL season in the men's league. You know, um, let's see how he does. Can he keep up? Can he, you know, not burn out um because he's he's being a superstar right now and he's having a hell of a year he's probably going to win the color color trophy and uh if he keeps it up that's the thing is that if everybody can maintain we don't have any massive injury situations i could see us staying in second place and we just keep that consistency like chris was saying but as a Seattle sports fan, we're so used to disappointment of just having positivity from the beginning to the mid end part of the season that all of a sudden, like, if, in my opinion, if this team just tanks the rest of the year, Haxtell's gone. Haxtell's gone. Jim and I are going to get our wish. We're going to get a new coach. <laughs> and we are going meltdown. Yeah, and then I don't have to worry if if the here's the deal, for you guys don't follow me on Twitter. I've been making this joke that if Dave Haxtall leads the Seattle Kraken to a Stanley Cup championship win, okay, I'm gonna get a Dave Haxtall tattoo with somehow like <laughs> old timey fashioned silhouette banner thingy with you know mixed in with it or whatever and now Do i get to pick the right, location this is on a recording jake here well no this is not this is even better um softy from i think kjr yes is in on he's in on this too and this has been this has been documented on twitter because him and i are holding each other accountable right now because if this happens, he said he's going to stand at a goal, in front of a goal, no pads, no mask, no nothing, and let Haxtell just smack one right at him. Yeah, so Haxtell won't do that. You have to get a tattoo with that. That's, you know, <laughs> and this is on a recording, folks. So there's no, there's no erasing this here. Hey, um, if it happens, it happens that they win the championship. So, but that's that's just how I see it right now. Is like we've built like Haxall's built up this with new members of his coaching staff. Mainly Lowry is a big portion of that. I think ever since he came in, it's really stepped it up. Um, putting all that effort and seeing where the team's going, and then all of a sudden seeing it fail and just crumble after the All Star break. There's gonna be big talks about moving forward. And I just don't see him in the future if that happens. 
So that's my prediction. We stay consistent. Um, team doesn't yeah, what was your prediction? Where are they going to? Where are they going to? The prediction, though, the question was, where are they going to fall? Pacific Division. What, what place do you think? Okay, uh, I'll I'll say uh, they're going to land second. Okay. I'll be optimistic. That's optimistic for a guy who wants to fire Hackstall. You're not going to fire him then if he's going to be second. <laughs> you could be getting a tattoo. The tattoo is only when they win the Stanley Cup, and that is a tall order. And that, that's a tall order. Right. I do have a, I do have a, a, a ticket in for that. So I put five dollars in, or a, a ten dollar or five dollar bet on the Kraken to win, and it's like a thousand dollar payout like at the time oh. I did it. So that was when they were doing like, that was at the beginning of the season. So, but no, what I wanted to do, cause you guys know where I sit. I'm like right behind him. Like yeah. most of the time I wanted, like if the team was going to do bad, I wanted to dress up like the grim reaper and show up to the games with a sign that says, I'm here for you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what you may get your wish in another season keep get 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 go get your grim reaper you know outfit somewhere along the line you'll need it maybe not this year though i think i think hackstall's bought himself some time uh at this point we'll see he's almost being what, what's the what's the coach's trophy there's a couple articles that are saying that he's like he's no. in the mix for that yeah right now jim montgomery from the bruins I yeah think by far uh, that was who was the other coach? Oh, maybe Lindy Ruff, maybe uh, the Devils. Yeah, I don't see Hack. Well, you could say Hackstall if they get far in the playoffs. Totally. Then, then okay. I yeah, you're right. There, there's a little chat about him. There's a little chatter, but, but like, but the fact that there are some teams that are even more of a surprise and dominant, eh, maybe a stretch, but you know, worth, yeah. worth a conversation. And again, if they end up say second place. And they end up in the Western Conference yep. Finals. Hell yeah! Then you're talking. The Devils are definitely a surprise team. Oh yeah. Um, on, on that, and so I agree with you. Like, I I think that New Jersey's coach, Boston's coach, those guys have a better shot at it. But just hearing hearing people talk, you know, in certain articles that putting Hackstall in that mix is like. Have you guys watched the last year and a half? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's been it's been a roller coaster. But you know, oh, one big thing too is we got to give you know Ron Francis some credit too. The people he picked totally. up, totally spending some money. Totally. I mean, your our the points leader is Andre Burakovsky at thirty seven. Uh, Bjorkstrand hasn't uh, he hasn't got as many goals as we would kind of expect. He certainly, although interesting, his shots he has like the most shots with not without a lot of effort on his part but he has been really solid on assists he's got 15 now he's up to seven goals so it's gone up a little bit lately but he's got a little ways to go but uh great pickups and obviously with jones as we've talked about uh schultz a uh, tolvanen right tolvanen right now he's more the latest guy and he, he's he's been showing a lot of uh great play and then other guys who are just still solid you know ryan donato vince dunn having having a banner month you know the last god eight games or so adam larson you know schwartz has been healthy he was hurt a lot last year ebb 
And then Jared McCann, who you brought up a little earlier, he's, you know, at 22 goals already. Got his first hat trick of his career in that seven game road trip. Yeah. He's, he's, so he's he's grabbing. Yeah. He's great. Greatest time of of his, his career for sure. Uh, Matt, Maddie with, you know, rookie here, he's got 17 goals. Uh, And he's second actually. He's only actually, he's moved up lately. Yeah. He's, only a point behind Burakovsky uh, for for leading and points on the team. Ebb too, you know, yeah. Done, done on, the t- on the on the team, on the team on the team he's uh, he's in there. But uh, the stats that I brought on there, he's that's out of all the rookies right now in the league. So he's le- like Maddie's still leading, number one in goals uh, for rookies. Second, yeah, for rookies. Yeah, yeah. second in assists. What was the other th- third one there? My notes are not in front of me. Was he plus minus maybe or points? A oh, points, yeah, yeah, of course. He's leading in points and goals with all rookies in the NHL. Yeah, and second with assists. So he's um, he's just got to keep that up. Not show he if he doesn't show anywhere. I mean, he's young enough to really keep it going, but. You know, this is the men's league. You're going to show it, and you're going to show that you're going to be that talent that everybody's expecting you to be. Or, you know, everybody's human. Just, you know, it's okay. But I'm proud of them. I think everybody else, everybody is right now as a fan. Amen. Any last thoughts on all that, Nathan, before I go on to the next part here? Next part involves no, I think both we've, of you guys. We've 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 covered pretty much most of it. Um, I think one thing when we were talking about uh, Maddie joining the All Star game, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ebbs is going to be there as well, right? He, did he get fan voted in, or is that Didn't still he get voted in? No, I think the fan vote's still going on. It's still going it? on. Oh, That's is it still going on? He's oh, okay. running. So there's two. Oh, he's votes. in the running. Okay. okay. So there's there's two fan votes. I think there's one of them that are on, that's on NHL.com, and there's another one that's a Twitter based one. Okay. I haven't seen any updates on it, so I thought that he was already in. I'll I'll try to look that up here. Roster rosters are in as of. Wait a minute. Here we go. Um. um okay. Here we go. Pacific Division. Uh. Well, yeah, no, I still have to add some other guys. I mean, Ebbs is in the running, but the, yeah, we don't, uh, I just have Maddie here. Okay. I don't think. Uh, yeah, there's nothing, there's no results in for the fan vote right now. Got it. Okay. Well, we just, I think we'll probably see that by the end of this week. I think sure. we'll see, I think we'll see more results on that by the end of this week or either probably by Sunday. Um, because oh, well, I mean, think yeah. about it, like how much you have to, like, they're not just doing the website one, but they're also doing a Twitter one. This is all based off of just the hashtag algorithms or whatever they're doing on there. You right. have to calculate all of that. <laughs> so, Fair I, mean, enough. I mean, I could see Jordan ever really getting back in, you know, um, doing it, but maybe Jared gets in this year. Guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. He deserves we'll see. it as well. 
Um, also, one other thing besides talking about Maddie getting in the All-Star game, another thing that happened since our last episode, because it was right before New Year's Day, the NHL announced a big thing for Seattle. Seattle will host the 2024 Winter Classic on New Year's Day at T-Mobile Park, your home of the Mariners, folks. The Kraken will face the Vegas Golden Knights in what's going to be an epic time. And I've been to a Winter Classic. I went to go see a Boston Bruins-Montreal Canadiens game at uh, Gillette Stadium in Foxborough where the Patriots play years ago. And it was just, it was fun. It was, it was such a, a cool circus all around it. And uh, Seattle is going to be a real special place January 1st. So get ready, circle that on your calendar, folks, be at the game. If you can, it's, it's going to be, I, I, hopefully it's cold enough. Uh, luckily you can keep some ice uh, cold if it's in the, at least in the forties. Uh, they've got uh, ways of doing that, but uh that you know we're not obviously not the cold frigid north but uh well, well wasn't it last year they did like that thing in tahoe where the game got postponed because yeah. it kept melting <laughs> right yeah so you know we should be all right but just anyway just be should be good for that folks but anyway i'm so thrilled that the kraken uh will be hosting the winter classic that is a that is a beautiful event every year i look so much forward to it so that was some news there and then speaking of news speaking of special news going full circle here some things i said this involves both you guys you and jay it's contest time we've got a little contest happening this is for pretty unique gift here i'd say a unique prize so guys uh tell us about that all right so we're midway in the season. Why not celebrate the midpoint of the season with a giveaway? Nathan got in contact with a really cool artist, a metalworking artist, like a really awesome metalworking artist. So he made this really amazing piece of art. What's the guy's name? His name is John with JD Metal Signs. And, and on Instagram, what is it? JD Metal Signs on Instagram and on Facebook. You can look that up, search him up. You can see all his content he's got on there. Um, he said, please feel free to message him with uh, any inquiries you might have. So folks, anybody listening, uh, check out his art. Again, that's JD Metal Signs. He's got stuff from every team. He can do anything, any sport. He's got all kinds of stuff. He's got Jurassic Park metal signs that he can make with uh, your son, your daughter, your nephew, your grandson's name, anything on there. A million and one different options. Check him out. He's really cool. He and makes, he's local. He makes wait, 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 quality metal. Metalsigns.com? JD Metal. JD Metal Signs. M-E-T-A-L-S-I-G-N-S.com. No, it's no, on Instagram. Com. No, it's on Instagram. Oh, it's on Instagram. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, so at at JD Metal Signs on Instagram. Gotcha. So we want to thank John at JD Metal Signs for this amazing thing. It is a metal Kraken logo. Okay. This thing is Louvre quality art that's going to go on your wall, made by hand, American hands. Okay. Now we're making this easy for you, but we're making it interactive for you. And what you got to do, we're going to do this here. Because we're giving away a sign, 
we want you to point at a sign. So here's what you got to do. You got to put, take a picture of yourself pointing at a Kraken logo. Kind of like what I'm doing right now on our Zoom thing. You got to take a selfie of you pointing, like hang up your jersey, hang up a hat, hang up something with a Kraken logo on it. And we want you to point at it on the photo, post it on Twitter or Instagram at or hashtag KFC, point at the sign. KFC for Kraken Fancast. All right. So hashtag KFC, point at the sign. Take a picture of yourself pointing at a Seattle, at your jersey, at your hat, whatever you, whatever merch you got for a Seattle Kraken logo. And then hashtag that. We're going to pick a random winner after the All-Star game to uh, win that sign. Sounds pretty good to me. I held the sign. I've looked at it. It came directly to me. And I'm thinking, boy, I, I think I might want one myself for my wall. But uh, he's got so many options. I'm, I'm going to contact him and see if he can't make a couple more. And uh, I'm yeah. excited for him. I'm seeing, I mean, and does all teams, a lot of here, I mean, seeing, you know, Houston Astros, Dallas Cowboys, the college teams. He's got some incredible work here good job those battle signs are really cool very high quality we want to thank john again for donating that so we can give it away to a lucky winner and we hope you guys go visit his instagram page follow it and you know give him a comment or two complimenting his amazing art because i mean he's putting some museum quality stuff in our hands to give away to you that's right. And again, he's local. He's, I believe, in Yakima. He's from the Puget Sound area, but uh, has recently moved over there. And uh, he works right out of his shop and he can send it to you directly or wherever you want it. You just got to place an order and he'll crank it out. All right. JD Metal Signs at Instagram or at JD Metal Signs, that is. So uh, great, guys. All right, folks, go ahead and do it. And Jay and uh, Nathan uh, overseeing that and we'll... Uh, We'll have a winner and uh, sometime soon. Go for it, folks. It's a great deal. All right. And that's it for this episode. Thanks so much, as always, for tuning in. Uh, we hope to have uh, Jim Cockle back with us for the next episode. Big thanks to our producer, Jay. Jay in the front of the <laughs> camera and microphone. Uh, you know, he's always behind the scenes uh, doing the production. Right. Magic. And thanks for the production and for filling in. It was great to have you on here. Uh, folks, please keep in mind, if you haven't already, please join us on Facebook, on Twitter. We're at Cast Kraken on Twitter. And we're also on Instagram and on YouTube. Uh, this podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and best of all, our own website, SeattleKrakenFanCast.com. We hope you also consider supporting us on our Patreon financial support platform. You can find more information for that at patreon.com slash fancast. We are very, very, very grateful to all of our supporters. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with uh, more game discussion news and hopefully some interviews coming up soon. We're lining those up uh, for the coming weeks, so keep in touch on that. For Jay Middleton and Nathan Gunderson, I'm Chris Porter. We thank you very much for tuning in, and as always, we say, Go, go Kraken! Go Kraken.